0: Hey everyone, my name is Brandon and in today's episode I'm going to share what scripture says about how we're called to live in community with one another and what an effective Christ-centered small group looks like. So we'll be reading in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 through 25 as well as Acts chapter 2 verse 42 through 47. So let's pray. God I thank you for today. I thank you for this time and I just pray that the words that I speak will honor you. Uh, I pray that people will be spurred on in their faith and that they'll be um, interested in joining or starting a small group um, and just not be intimidated, intimidated by it. I pray that um, that people will be transformed um, through their small group and that the tips that I share will be helpful and they'll be able to analyze and discern you know, is my small group healthy or not healthy, and how can I turn it around if it's not healthy? Um, I love you, God. I thank you for today. I pray that you'll be with me and that your presence will dwell here in, in this room and wherever the people that are listening are, are at. I love you, God. I pray all these things in your name. Amen. So when I think of ways to be in close and meaningful Christ-centered community, one thing that I think about is joining or starting a Christ-centered small group so for introverts like me um, this is something that may be intimidating at first but um, when you join a Christ-centered small group I can promise you that when it's done right the result is transformation in the lives of its members so it's really valuable um, when it's done right and um, yeah so hear what it says about the need for community in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25, um, which says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching the day being when Jesus returns. Also hear what it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 44 through 47, which says, All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So clearly, Scripture supports the idea of meeting together um, as Christ-centered followers to be in community and and enjoy each other's company um, and build relationships that are lifelong and um, just Christ-centered. When it comes to doing this, uh, one practical way of doing that is to join or start a small group. Um, so I'd like to share some of the tips that I've found uh, from crew.org, which is a, a student ministry for campuses, and um, also share what it's not. So a healthy Christ-centered small group is not a contest to show off how righteous you are or how much Bible knowledge you have. Um, it's also not a place for gossip or talking about people that are either in the group or not in the group, those kind of things just really damage um, trust and also just damage um, relationships. And um, it just doesn't, it doesn't encourage meaningful discussion. As far as what a healthy Christ-centered small group looks like, there are five distinctive traits that I was able to find from crew.org. And those are that the small group is open to people that are at different parts of their spiritual journey. So the benefit of this is that it enables people that are maybe at the very beginning of their spiritual journey to join the small group, um, or people that are even, you know, non-Christians that are searching. Um, It also allows people that are, you know, maybe a little further along in their spiritual journey as Christians, to be a part of the same group. And that's because we all have one same shared need, and that is to experience the love, truth, and grace that knowing and living like Jesus has to offer. The second thing that a healthy small group has is that it encourages biblical discovery. So this means that it enables people to have a welcoming environment where they can feel safe and talk about God's truth and discern um, what God's truth is and what it means for their lives through open discussion. And the reason why this is important is because God's Word is our best instrument for revealing Christ. Um, So it's helpful to have open discussion where you can feel um, safe and welcome. The third important trait of a healthy, Christ-centered small group is that it thrives on honesty and vulnerability. Oftentimes, small groups that are new or people haven't really gotten comfortable or been willing to be vulnerable and honest with each other will result in people giving surface-level answers. Surface-level answers kill the opportunity to show how helpless we are by being vulnerable with each other and um, sharing the issues that we're facing, um, but also sharing and seeing how worthy Christ is. So thankfully, honesty about our need for and hope in Jesus is compelling and leads to compassion and strong relationships. The fourth important trait of a healthy small group is that they involve investing in one another, both in and outside of the small group time. So leaders can invest in their group members by meeting with them for coffee or going and, you know, Play mini golf or um, just doing or disc golf or just something um, together that you that you all enjoy so group members um, can do the same thing and, and just meet with each other and build their relationships and and figure out what they have in common and spend time together um, this will strengthen relationships and draw people into a, a better conversation Christ in a relationship with each other. The fifth distinct trait of a healthy small group is that it's committed to multiplying. This means that the group is not an end in itself; it's the base from which group members extend God's kingdom within their spheres of influence. When group members invite more people to groups with momentum, those groups multiply. So, uh, for instance, uh, I've, I've. After doing some research about small groups and what makes a healthy small group and what doesn't, um, I've learned that small groups can, you know, can range from sizes of five or six people to up to fifteen or sixteen people. Um, the great thing about them is that you know, when you have a small group for a long time, people kind of, you know, you can kind of build. And train people up to be leaders of other small groups Um, and then you can kind of just continue to invite people and you know even start new small groups and um, just kind of mix and match people together that you think would be a good fit um, and just continue growing your small group to build God's kingdom um, by multiplying into multiple small groups go ahead and jump into some reflection questions The first is, how can you join or start your own small group to follow Scripture's call to be in Christ-centered community? So think about that this week. The second question is, if you're already in a small group or Bible study, does it exhibit the traits of a healthy Christ-centered small group? If not, how can you encourage or lead your small group to become more effective and healthy? So yeah, those are a couple things you can reflect on this week to discern how you can either start, join, or better your small group, I'll go ahead and close this in prayer. God, I thank you for this time. I pray that the people listening will be able to take what they learn and apply it to their lives and just be able to reap the fruit of a good, healthy, effective, Christ-centered small group. Uh, I pray for transformation in in these people listening in their lives and for their for other people's lives, just in general. Um, I pray that small groups will be an effective tool and just be used to further your kingdom, God. And I pray that I'll do the same, that I'll take what I've learned uh, from my research and just apply it to our small group and um, just kind of better it and um, multiply. I love you, God. I pray all these things in your name. Amen.